Welcome to the Youth Sports Parenting Tribe. I'm your host, Hernan Chosa, former tennis player and father of two boys involved in the sport. What can you find here? Thought leaders, psychologists, authors, former athletes, coaches, agents and others share that knowledge and wisdom to help us become super parents. As Jim Rome used to say, for things to change, we have to change. Welcome to the tribe. Today our guest is Patrick Odegens. He began his sports coaching career in 2005, specializing in children aged 6 to 12, and earned a BSc Hans degree in sports management and business. He's a mentor for ages 11 and 12 at Valdam Football Club and technical manager for ages 6 to 12. He contributed to Plan Cryf in 2017 and relocated to Beijing for three years. Co-founded Montessori Sports with Ruben Jonkin and spread the method worldwide. Happy married with Jolene and with one kid. Patrick, welcome to the tribe. Thank you for having me. There's always a story behind every guest. And a couple of months ago, I was searching for a foundation involving in, in children in sports here in Argentina. And I wanted to be a, a no political uh, issue. And I came up with, with Montessori that have a local foundation here in Argentina. And I met the, the people there. And I figured out that the, 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 the head of the board of directors was one teacher of myself of an MBA I performed maybe 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we built a report very easy. And we had a meeting and we started uh, talking and they showed me the, the, the Montessori environment. And when we came up to sports, your name came up. Mm -hmm. Patrick and Ruben are the specialists in sports. So I have to speak with this guy. So yes. uh, my first question It's regarded because you've been in Argentina this year. Yes. How was such experience and, and what did you learn from, from the local community there? Well, it, to me, it was the first time uh, in Southern America. And the connection was through family first, because my brother-in-law, he lives there with his family. He has an Argentinian girlfriend and two children. So we were planning to visit them. And through my work in Montessori and sports, We have a global network that the world of Montessori is very diverse, but also very small in a way where people and the right people, they, they know each other. So, and, and we had some core students from Argentina uh, and I reached out to them like, uh, hey, I will be in Argentina, Buenos Aires. I will be there anyway. Maybe it's a nice opportunity to meet. And then I met uh, the people from Nordwijk uh, Montessori, uh, which is an interesting name for an uh, Argentinian uh, school because they're, uh, they're based in Pilar in the, in the north of uh, Buenos Aires. But they are named after the place where Dr. Maria Montessori is uh, buried. She's buried in Holland, although she's from Italy. It's uh, quite a long story, but uh, she's buried in a place in Holland. So it was, to me, it was because I'm from Holland. To me, it was very peculiar, interesting uh, name to name your school in Argentina, to name it Nordwijk. So I reached out to them. I, I visited them. They have a, a wonderful environment for the ages from zero up to 18. 
so it was a, a great experience. And I have to say, quality Montessori schools, they, wherever you come, it doesn't matter if, you, if you're in China, where I lived as well, or in uh, Australia, or in Argentina, they all look similar. They have a similar environment because, in general, the characteristics of us as human beings, as, yeah, as young, especially for the young children, they're all the same. So we have a general characteristics. We're all human and we actually thrive in, an, in a good environment with the similar characteristics. So that's, that's interesting to see. And uh, it was also very nice to experience the Argentinian culture, to eat a lot of meat. I uh, really <laughs> like the parisha. So that's definitely some, uh, some place I will come back to. Yeah, as you say, Norwich is 100% Montessori school, the local people told me, because sometimes they, they set up just one grade and Norwich is a full Montessori. And, and where did that, the genesis of, of idea of Montessori sport, where did it come from? Uh, well, then I have to go back uh, a little bit more than 10 years, where when I was working together with my current partner, Ruben, I was working at the Ajax Youth Academy which is famous for their philosophy of dealing with uh, top talented football players. We encountered one boy. He was back then, he was 15 years of age. His name is James Lawrence. And he stood out because of his way of presenting himself. He had a very gracious way of dealing with situations, but he was also very mature for his age in terms of being able to reflect on situations but also very social to others in the group, very responsible. So we saw these characteristics in this boy. And then we decided to, to speak to his parents because it needs to come from something. It, this is developed over uh, a lot of years. And then we found out that his mom is actually the CEO of an organization called AMI or AMI. And this stands for Association Montessori International. And they are the, the organization which is founded by Maria Montessori herself in uh, 1929. So it's an, an uh, organization with a lot of history. And they are the authority on educating Montessori guides. So in, in Montessori, we don't call the teacher a teacher, but you're a guide which also says something about your role in the environment of children. You're not, not really an instructor, but you're more following the child and you're guiding the process of, of self-constructing because in the end, the, the, the child is constructing himself. So this is a very important difference from traditional education, whereas there are maybe 20 or 30 children doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah, um, you, you talk about responsible, and I watched a video that surprised me because you, you have some, some cars, and, and the kid picked one car and one activity, and one activity was to pump air on a football. Mm -hmm. And we try to, to get all things done for our kids, and you do it the different way, and it's a better way. You, you build responsibility around there. Exactly. So we're building responsibility or we're uh, developing responsibility for the environment, but also for yourself. And there is this, yeah, this inner 
it's called like the human tendencies that every human has and what makes us different from for example animals is that we have the tendency to work we have the tendency to uh, imagine Uh, we have the tendency to adapt to different situations and we as adults we were often actually how to say a barrier to child development than that we are helping and guiding this process And then I have to come back to your first question about uh, the connection with sports. We actually, we got to know this boy. Then we got to know his mom. And we were like, okay, but this is a very interesting combination. Because especially in sports education, you see a lot of, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, often, it's a very traditional approach where what we call it, it's coach-centered. So it's centered around the coach. And the coach is instructing and is basically explaining all the time what the, what the boys or girls need to do. And this basically takes away a chance or an opportunity for learning. So we, found, we dove into uh, the Montessori pedagogy and we saw that there's a lot of very interesting principles which can be applied to sports education at one hand. And at the other hand, we also believe that the the current Montessori community, there's a lack of attention paid to sports. And that is, uh, yeah, that it has a long history. But in short, sports is often connected to the element of competition. And the element of competition mm. is something which is, it can, the interpretation of competition can be very negative in terms of, yeah, I'm, I'm losing or I'm winning on, yeah, and the other one is losing, which is a bad experience. But actually, it's not so much about winning or losing, but it's more about dealing with success or failure, how to cope with these events. So we're also, uh, uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of mission work within the current Montessori community. So we need to explain a lot, like, why do we introduce sports and how can it be beneficial to child development? We need to do a lot of work in terms of uh, that. And then you, we talk about competition, for example. And we, we actually say, okay, competition, and actually Maria Montessori mentioned it as well, is not necessarily a bad thing. But the focus as a, for us as adults doesn't need to be on the result, but it needs to be on the process. And then competition also offers opportunity for learning. In terms of okay, if you want, if you're winning a match, how do you deal with this success? Or if you're losing a match, how do you do you deal with failure? Because dealing with failure and success is also part of life. Yeah, you have a, a, a nice phrase on your Instagram, and you said your patience when you have nothing, the two things that define yourself. Your patience when you have nothing, and your attitude when you have everything. And I found them very wise and you have been through a long process to develop such understanding. Yes. Yes. It's a, a phrase and I, I actually, I don't know where I uh, encountered it, but I really liked this phrase because it's, I think in life, it's about being resilient. Uh, it's also about being humble in a way. And yeah, in the end, if we 
And my passion, personally, my passion is to work with children. The most important work is first in ourselves. And this development, it's, it, it isn't only something to acquire knowledge, but to me, it's more a, a spiritual thing. And this also aligns with this phrase, because the ability to be resilient, to be emotional stable, it doesn't matter in what kind of situation you are. So if you're having success or if you're maybe you have some setbacks, how do you deal with these situations? Uh, and I think this defines who you are or who we are as humans. Yeah, of course. And I, I noticed that you have a, a different approach or Montessori sport had a different approach because uh, I've seen kids playing football and they have one ball each. And when I was a kid, there was one ball and all the kids were around the ball. And why do you do, you do things that way? The, the most important thing, the, the starting point is always the plane of development. This is what uh, Maria Montessori mentioned, the plane of development. She mentions there, is, there are four planes of development we go through as human beings. It's the first from zero to six, the second from six to 12, uh, the third from 12 to 18, and then the last one is from 18 to 24. The last one is also often overlooked, especially when you think of, of sports, where there's still a lot of, the, a lot of development going on. But we, then we consider boys or girls who are 18 in some cases they are 16 or 17 where they're really talented but then we consider them done okay now you're you can be considered as an adult while there's still a lot of development going on so if you look at those four planes of development each plane of development have different characteristics uh, and then in terms of the environment we prepare so that's another principle of Montessori. It's called the prepared environment. Uh, so if we know the characteristics of the child, we are then preparing an environment as adults. Uh, we, of course, are one of the most important instruments in that environment, we as adults. So we need to be prepared as well. That's, we, that's the work we need to do ourselves. But then if you look at the materials we provide, yeah, especially where for the youngest child, from let's say uh, five or six year olds, where often you see them playing fi five against five match, uh, where there's only one ball involved. We say, no, if you look at the characteristics of the child, every child should have a ball because most one of the most important characteristics is that it's more ego-centered. So the child is more caring about himself One of the phrases or slogans is also, it's about me, myself, and I. And it's about help me to do it myself. That's what the child wants. So you can provide a ball for a group of children, but this means uh, there needs to be a social component then, because they need to be able to share the ball then. For the first playing child from zero to six, this is very difficult. This is something they learn in the second plane. So from the age of six and up, yeah, slowly and steady. Uh, of course, they need to uh, still work on their skills, but then they are also going to explore the social relations. Uh, and then it's possible to provide maybe one ball per two or three children so that they learn how to share. So that's a difference. We always look, first look at the, at the characteristics of the plane 
and then we say, okay, how are we going to prepare the environment so that the child is challenged on the area you're you're intending to? Yeah, you mentioned a couple of things that ages 18 and 24 are very critical. I'm a former tennis player and, and that age you are not so good and you don't think you're good enough to continue. So many, many players quit. Uh, maybe in competitive I mean, in social too, you know, it's very difficult to keep grinding in sports at that age. And the other thing that you mentioned is, is the environments. Because I watch that you set different environments according to the space you have with small spaces, you can create something to work on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. If you look at the 18 to 24 age group, a lot of athletes, they drop out. But actually, this also happens in the ages before already. And actually, hmm. you can tell if, if uh, children, they went through the phases and if they have provided, if they got the right environment. So often what we see is in the age of six to 12, they need to learn to think for themselves. So one of the key words is why they are getting the reasoning mind. So the, the children that in that, that age, they are very curious. They want to know why. But often also in these ages, here are adults uh, involved that only instruct. So they're explaining every time what, what the child needs to do. So they're taking away this opportunity for learning. And what happens in the long run, so when the child ends up being 18, he is like, yeah, coach, just tell me what to do. I will do it. That's what we are finding out now at the uh, Professional Club of Volendam, is that we're working with adults. Well, you expect they are adults or young adults. But actually, they, they really struggle to think for themselves. And that's because they didn't get the opportunity in the early ages. So often we see that there is something lacking already in the early ages. And that's coming out at a later age. And that's to us, it's, we think it's a shame. But that's also what, what our mission is with Montessori Sport. So we have a lot of trust in the athlete. And in, in that way, we are... Yeah, we, we, we try to make them more responsible to increase responsibility, but also to let them think for themselves because this will benefit them in the long run, uh, not only in sports, but also in life. Yeah, it looks like the traditional method that don't provide them with answers, you know. That's what, what, what are you saying. And what is the, the role of parents around all this Montessori method? You train parents also. They are part of the system. What do you do with them? Uh, yes, we, uh, we have parent workshops. We need to inform them because the home environment, I think in all planes of development, they play an important role. In the first plane, it's even more important because you see from zero to six that the majority of the children, where the, the time they spend is at home because it's not, mm -hmm. there's, yeah, there is daycare or kindergarten. But still, the home environment is very important. So we work with parents as well, at least to get a kind of understanding. Because, of course, it will help and we will create synergy when there's an understanding in the home environment next to what is happening in school and next to what is happening in, in, in my case, in football or in other sports. And then you create a synergy. You transfer one message to the child. 
but very often this is not the case so we need to yeah in in a very simple way we need to explain our philosophy and we at least yeah need to get their commitment that they trust us that's one of the most important things as an educator if it's in sports or in school i think you need to earn the trust of parents yeah that's a difficult one well, what is that, according to your view what's the biggest challenge to implement montessori sport what's the biggest barrier At this point, uh, our mission is twofold. So at, the, at this stage of, of our organization, we are implementing sports in Montessori. So we're approaching Montessori schools and bringing sports in their environment by training the teachers or by training the guides. Because we say, okay, they are already an expert in child development. They only need to learn a little bit about how to prepare a sports environment. And this is also different in per plane of development. So when we talk about the first plane, we believe that the lead teacher, the lead guide in the environment of the child, they should be empowered. When we talk about the second plane of development from six to 12, then the lead guide plays a different role because they need to facilitate the exploration of different sports in the, in the community. Because from six to 12, we think the child should have the opportunity to explore different kinds of sports. So not only focus on one sport, uh, this will come in, a, in, in the third plane of development. So if we look at the second plane, then as a lead guide, they should facilitate this process. And then in the third plane, it is more about who am I? So there's a personality building in that age. And then eventually the child will choose one or two sports to focus on. And then maybe within the sports, they say, okay, if I'm a tennis player, I'm more an offensive tennis player or more a defensive tennis player. And these are my strengths. And these are my, my weaknesses uh, or my points of imp improvement. And then I make a plan for myself. That's what they can learn in the third plane. And now the, the, your question was, what is the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge at this moment is within the current Montessori community is, is more the acceptance of sport as a tool for development. Uh, so we need to explain, every time we need to explain, okay, these are the benefits of sport. And this, this is how it can, yeah, can contribute to overall child development in every kind of, uh, or, or every plane of development, basically. So that is currently the, um, the biggest challenge uh, for us. And then in the second stage, We want to bring Montessori to the, the world of sports. So when we have inspired a lot of Montessorians, so to say, we hope to mobilize them to bring the wonderful messages of Montessori, to bring them to the world through the connection of sports. Because we believe that uh, a lot of sports clubs and coaches, they can benefit from a more Montessori approach. Yeah, of course. Parents, I did an on-the-job training because I didn't know how to perform and I made many mistakes and you are well equipped with tools and now you are a father, you have Frankie, yes. a newborn baby. How, how that changed your life and how that approach you to, to being, to have a kid in, in your home and you have to apply all that thing that you learn. I have to say that, first of all, to answer the question, did it change my life? Actually, not that much. 
uh, and that's maybe a boring answer, but uh, I, I also think it has to do with the, the development I went through uh, before I became a father, because I, I was living together with Jolene, with my current wife in, in China, and we were already working in a Montessori school for three years. We had to move back to my home country, to Holland, because of uh, the pandemic, which basically started in China. Uh, so we had to move back. And then we really settled down. And then there was space and room for a child, luckily. So we, because of our work in Montessori and because of we did some courses as well with uh, AMI. So I did an AMI three to six assistant course, which takes around two weeks and provides you the basic principles of applying the Montessori principles. But I also did a three to six diploma course, which is more intense. Uh, and I finished the first module. There's three modules of six weeks. And so I, I did a lot of research. I did courses. I did training. We experienced how it is to work with uh, young children before having a child. So maybe we are a little bit cheating compared to other parents. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, actually, I, I think it's uh, I, I would definitely recommend every new parent, but also if you're if you're uh, becoming a parent, to have a look into the world of Montessori because it provides you a lot of helpful principles to deal uh, to deal with during parenthood. And then, yeah, this is the theoretical part. This is always different when it comes to the practical stuff because if you're then, in the end, becoming a father, uh, yes, I, it's every day it's a challenge. Uh, in terms of uh, you know what is what is written down in the books and the theory, but to put it into practice, uh, it can be quite challenging. But yeah, yeah, it looks like you're you're a well prepared parent and you practice a lot. But then there's a tournament you have to show up and be there and uh, and be prepared for different situations. And I, I want to ask you a question out of the box because you got married the 21st of December, mm -hmm. month 12. Of 2021. Yes. So there's a number thing behind that date. Yes, but I'm also a numbers guy, so I, I like ah. <laughs> I like numbers. <laughs> I, I did a data analysis when I was working in the IX Academy, so I I have something with numbers. Uh, I also got inspired by uh, Johan Cruyff, who also had something uh, always with uh, numbers because he chose the number 14 as his uh, number on the back, which is uh, actually quite strange because back then when he was uh, a player, he started playing and uh, there's only 11 players on the field. So there's numbers 1 to 11, but he chose 14. Actually, yeah, there's different stories behind it. Why? But he always had something with, with numbers and he is a big inspiration for me. And it's actually, it's really aligned with how I think as well. Okay, great. And, and shifting to the company, you're a co-founder with Ruben. And how is the dynamic of being a two-headed company? You differentiate the, the activities, you perform the same, you have different skills. What is the, the dynamics of that? Well, in short, I could say, okay, there's a, of course, there's a difference in uh, qualities. So Ruben is, is really the father of the idea, basically. He is also, uh, he was my mentor when I was working in Ajax uh, and he, he's, he's still uh, a mentor, but he became a friend as well. 
and we have a shared passion for Montessori, for sports. So in this way, yeah, we can work together very well. Uh, we can shift very quickly. That's a, that's an advantage. But we're totally different in terms of uh, how we work. I'm I'm uh, I can say I, I'm more structured. I'm more about the implementation of things, and he is more about the idea, the direction. He is more the visionary, and I'm more the executor. I'm taking care of the execution. Although I I, I consider myself as a creative and um, yeah, visionary. I think it's a big word, but I like to think of myself as a creator. So we work together very well. Uh, we know each other now for more than 10 years. And then you, you know your strengths, your weaknesses, your flaws, but you also you can also accept this because you know each other. And what, uh, what binds us is the shared passion for the same things and the, sh- and, the, and the shared values in the end for life. Because uh, I think yeah, the, the pedagogy, but uh, the, also the principles of Montessori, they don't provide you only like tools for helping children, but it's also providing you tools how to live your life. Because in the end, to me, it's about, yeah, about how I want to work together with others as well. How I want to treat myself, but also how to be a husband, how to be a father, how to be a a colleague, how to be a a leader, how to be a, a manager of others, how to be a coach, how to be a mentor. Provides you a lot of tools, and it's in the end, it's all connected. It's just about who you are. Yeah, summarizing, it's how to be at service, and you have a great bonding and a great company. And before last question, where can people can find Montessori Sport in social media, your courses? You want to talk about your 40, 40 hours course that you have right now for Sport Fundamentals? Uh, yes, we, we are providing an online course with uh, guidance through Zoom sessions, or you can choose to do it fully self-paced. So you can do it in your own pace, uh, in your own time. Although you need to complete the 40 hours, they need to be completed within three months. This can be, you can find it through our website, which is montessori-sports.com. Uh, we're also in, on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And I just returned from, from China, where we're also uh, having a, a different platform. We're on WeChat. At this moment, we have people, students from si- uh, 76 different countries on the platform. So there is, it's a really diverse community. And we have a little bit over 1,000 students at the moment on our platform, where I would say one-third, they already graduated. But they are sticking to us because they really like to be part of, uh, of this community and share ideas. Uh, we also provide the opportunity for people who have done the course to take part in, in this community and to work together with others on, on sharing experiences, uh, sharing pictures of your environment, because we also know uh, that uh, a school in India is totally different from a school in Canada, for example, uh, but they can share pictures, videos, so that in the end, we are not only an educator, but we're moreover, we're a platform to facilitate learning, peer-to-peer learning for, for other students. Yeah, uh, it's a great 
network. And, and my last question is regards that you have a, a, a great career. You have a worldwide business, as you say, 76, 77 countries, and you have a great family. The question is, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? What's your dream? I would love to continue this work. I am planning to travel a little bit more because we are now coming back from a, a three-year period of a pandemic where we're all locked up in our homes. And Johan Cruyff would say every disadvantage has its advantage. So the disadvantage of the pandemic was that we're all locked up. The advantage to us was we had a lot of time to develop this online system and this online way of providing courses. But now in the next five to 10 years, I would love to visit the different students on our course to go to experience the implementation uh, in the different countries. So the implementation of Montessori sports in the different countries. And in the end, uh, I, I would also love to, uh, to connect Montessori to the world by using the power of sports. And because I believe that the, the then I repeat myself, but I believe that the current sports world can benefit from a more Montessori approach. And uh, there's already a lot of uh, big athletes that have some kind of connection to Montessori. Because if you're if you know uh, basketball, you probably know Steph Curry. Well, Steph Curry is a Montessori child. His aunt is actually uh, currently doing our course. So she is she has her own school in Phoenix where she is implementing Montessori sports and she is doing a PhD on combining Montessori and basketball. So we're helping and assisting her on this process. So uh, there's a close connection in uh, the world of basketball. If you know, uh, probably you know Messi, Lionel Messi, currently based in Miami. He is his sister-in-law, so the sister of his wife, found uh, a Montessori school in Rosario. Wow. This school is, uh, is it just started, so there is also a connection there. And there I can go on for a while, but there are more connections uh, through to the world of sports as well. So uh, it's nice to see that also big athletes, they are doing some research on what is best for their children. Uh, and they end up uh, at Montessori. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful sign. And it also shows the potential of our initiative. Yeah, you have two voices out there pursuing Montessori. And, and summarizing yourself, I want to use one quote that you have on LinkedIn that you say, challenging the status quo, that is what you are doing right now. You are trying a different way of approaching things and spreading the word. And that's a great thing. And you do it with passion. So thanks for this conversation, Patrick, for being on the track. You're welcome. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. What a great guest we had today. Unique content. If you like it, resonate with it, or find information in this episode valuable, please leave a review or share it with a friend. See you in the next episode.